This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Soccer is one of the world's most popular sports, played in alleys, streets, and fields across the globe. 32 nations sent teams to Qatar to compete in the World Cup, and Chicago is home to many of the nationalities that are present there. So how are fans with fierce allegiances to their teams enjoying the tournament so far? WBEZ reporter Dan Mahalopoulos was out chatting with World Cup fans over the weekend. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you, Sasha? Doing well. Also here is Heather Aguirre, a manager at Simone's Bar and Restaurant in Pilsen, which has hosted watch parties for fans. Hey, Heather. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thank you both. Dan, I'll start with you because you visited bars that are around the city. Um, They're following the World Cup watch parties. These include Argentine, Croatian, and German bars. So why did you choose these ethnicities to highlight? So it's become sort of more and more of a tradition um, for people to watch the World Cup as soccer has become more popular. And obviously we live in a very diverse city. So I wanted, I was working this weekend and I wanted to go on an odyssey through uh, some of the ethnic communities of Chicago. <laughs> so essentially, I, I compared the schedule for the weekend's games with uh, my knowledge of the ethnography of Chicago, you know, which of these teams uh, are from countries that have large immigrant uh, communities in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a game, Argentina against Mexico. Obviously, there's a huge Mexican community here, but there's been a lot of coverage of uh, some of their watch parties, especially when they played Poland uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people called that the Battle of Archer Avenue. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, huge Polish and Mexican communities all around the Chicago area. And uh, ended up going to Baraene, which is a, an Argentine uh, restaurant. Uh, and there was uh, quite a mixed crowd. Some Mexico fans as well uh, went to um, the Croatian Cultural Center on Sunday morning up on Devon. Uh, because they have a very successful team, and they had a lot of watch parties when they made it to the final of the last World Cup four yeah. years ago. And I ended up my weekend at the German uh, Donkhaus in the Lincoln Square neighborhood. I had hoped to make it for the second half of that Germany-Spain clash of the Titans. Yeah, to maybe I body saw that. Medical. That was good. You know, that was a good one. Yeah, but but I, I didn't. Uh, I ran out of gas and didn't quite make it to the Spanish. <laughs> Uh, watch party. Well, here's a uh, here's a clip. Vehicle. Here's a clip from a, a conversation with a fan at the Croatia watch party, and and the chorus of fans that were singing a popular Croatian song. It's a great day to represent our home country. So, Dan, talk more about how these games are really just a, an opportunity to celebrate heritage and I think even pass down culture to your kids, right? So. So, you know, I can say um, in a lot of the ethnic communities, and I'm a first-generation American of Greek descent, and the things that, that bind us to the old country, you know, uh, not always language. You know, language tends to, to be lost over the generations, but definitely food, uh, as you know, um, maybe folk dancing and sports, you know, particularly if the team from the old country is doing really well. And Croatia is a small country that's been – relatively small, been independent for only about 30 years, and it's a huge point of pride. So you had people there. uh, One family I talked to was a grandmother, the mother, and two small children. The grandmother didn't speak much uh, English, and the children were born here, but they had uh, their um, jerseys of Croatia, and they're very proud, you know, of of how well they're doing uh, in sports. Love that. Well, Heather, Simone's, as we said, is in Pilsen, in in games where— 
Mexico and other Latin American teams are playing, they're more popular. So tell us about what that's been like during the the Mexico games. Uh, It's been really exciting. It's been um, really great for the community. Um, Yeah, Mexico is definitely the home team here Mm -hmm. in Wilson. Um, So the games have been really exciting. Um, And like Dan was saying, um, it's been great because we've seen just generations of families coming out, parents, children, um, everybody coming out to support the team and to watch the games. Even though Mexico hasn't had the best World Cup so far, everyone's been in really good spirits and just really excited to you know, bring the focus to start, which I think is overlooked a lot in, yeah. in, in the United States. And I hear you were working during the, the Poland-Mexico I matchup. was. I was bartending during that game. It was a lot of fun. Um, we did have some Poland fans as well, so that was great. And it didn't a draw, so no one could be too upset. Yeah, end. I mean, these are huge diasporic communities yeah. here in, in the city, right? They both are, yes, definitely. So what, what was the age range of the folks who were coming out to, to watch? Um, so our clientele tends to be a little bit on the younger side, young 20s, early 30s. But we've had a lot of families coming in for the games, just like longtime Pilsen residents. So, you know, parents, maybe um, kids that come here, you know, on a Saturday night, brought their parents in to watch the game and brought their kids in to watch the game. It's more of a family environment mm-hmm. um, than it tends to usually be. Um, just, you know, whole groups of families rooting for you know the, their preferred team. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been great to see. It's a community that definitely, you know, likes soccer and watches it throughout right you know not just at the world cup so you know it's great to see the sport celebrated on a more uh larger scale yeah and though i was out of town over the last week i i also you know partook in in going to a bar and watching some of the games and there's so much energy i mean we go from it's oohs it's ahs it's it's disappointment it's cheers and just everybody screaming (laughs) at various points (laughs) I love it. Um, Dan, people drove from far away to catch some of the games that you checked out, right? Yeah, I talked to one woman uh, who's originally from the the Buenos Aires area, and she came all the way from Ohio just to watch Argentina play against Mexico and uh, cheer for Argentina with uh, her fellow Argentinos uh, here in Chicago, because I I think it's a larger community in, in Chicago than anywhere else in the Midwest. And um, that was quite an atmosphere. There was a lot of tension because Argentina is a pre-tournament favorite. They have the best player in the world, in my opinion, in, in uh, Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. But they lost their first game uh, in a shocker against Saudi Arabia. And they needed to win against uh, Mexico to keep their hopes alive. Um, so, you know, we will see as, as the tournament progresses, we're coming to the crunch here of the final um, opening round games, yeah. and we'll see who pro- progresses to the knockout rounds. Uh, because I know, I, like at Donkhaus, for instance, Germany really needed that result after also losing their first game. Right, and you know they really w- would like to see their teams progress further because the parties tend to get bigger and bigger as the bandwagon builds into the later uh, rounds. Yeah, I mean, and at these parties, how are rivals interacting? Dan. So at, at Barraeña, for instance, the the Argentine bar, uh, there were quite a few uh, fans of Mexico. You know, people uh, interact, obviously, <laughs> in their daily lives, uh, intermarry as well. And so you had people uh, supporting Argentina because they've been world champions before. People from Colombia, people from Ecuador who like Messi, or maybe they like watching him when he when he played for Barcelona, which is a very popular team around the world. And so... Uh, there were Mexico fans there, and I yeah. think uh, they were treated well. Somebody, when Argentina scored, said something not nice about the Mexican team, and everyone else 
shush to that person. Yes, for sure. I I can imagine. Well, Heather, how have folks been dressing up? Any fun costumes Um, coming through Simone's? I I see a lot of Mexico (laughs) jerseys, lots of flags worn as sort of like a case situation, which is very fun. Um, A couple of Qatari-inspired outfits just because of the host country. Um, So just a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, Basically, everyone decked out in their colors of their teens and... You know, ready to have a good time. Excited. Well, I got to ask you both. Who are you rooting for? You first, Heather. Uh, Mexico, definitely. My <laughs> husband is uh, born in Mexico. So my daughter's the first generation, you know, and we're definitely, you know, we hope not just for Simone's business, but <laughs> for for the team. We're hoping they uh, can pull out a win with a lot of goals tomorrow. So we'll see. <laughs> Dan? I'm going with the USA. Big game in about a half an hour. Uh, do or die. They have to win to advance against uh, Iran. So uh, a lot of political undercurrents as well. But I'm for the USA. I'm born here, raised here, played soccer here as a kid. Nowhere near the national team level, of course. But (laughs) I'm pulling for for the young and talented American team. Though that would be pretty awesome to see. Dan Mihalapis, the the world soccer player. (laughs) All right. That's Dan Mihalapis from WBEZ and Heather Aguirre, manager at Simone's in Pilsen. Thank you both.